You're listening to the Cubicle to CEO podcast, episode 31. All the way from Canada, we're chatting with the lovely Anna Lozano and Lindy Sood, two ex-corporate sales and marketing professionals, moms, and founders of Love Powered Co., the affirmation company. Anna and Lindy share with us their inspiration for product creation, how they got their first customers without an online presence, why they believe everything is figure-outable, and what makes for a strong business partnership between friends. Love Powered Co. guides their customers on a self-love journey with beautiful box sets of daily affirmation cards. And Anna and Lindy wanted to share the love with you all by giving our community a 15% discount. So if you want to check this out, go get your own box. I actually just got mine in the mail and I'm loving it already. Just go to lovepoweredco.com and enter Ellen15 at checkout to receive 15% off your order. Welcome to the Cubicle to CEO podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Yin. Each week on this podcast, learn from the best and brightest in business who have paved their way to the top of the corporate and entrepreneurial worlds, as well as those new to the CEO game, like myself, who are working in the trenches to build our empires. Listen in as these leaders impart their wisdom, inspiration, and encouragement to empower you to become the CEO of your dream business and life. Listen, friend, if you are a struggling service-based entrepreneur and you are tired of being in the client chasing cycle, I want to help you get out of it. So I created a free training teaching you how to use my step-by-step consistent clients cash flow system to make your first $10,000 month without building a large audience, posting more, or running expensive ads. If you want to simplify your online marketing strategy, you can grab your free seat and watch this on-demand training by going to ellenyin.com slash class. You'll get a bonus gift just for attending. So again, go to ellenyin.com slash class or click the link in the show notes. Good morning, Anna and Lindy. How are you guys today? We're good. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited to have you. You guys are only my, I think, second or third interview where it's a pair. And I always love getting to interview a duo because the perspectives are so interesting. Um, one of the previous uh, two people that I interviewed were sisters, but I know you guys are not sisters, I be- but I bet you could be, right? Like sisters, soul sisters. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about how you guys met and ended up becoming business partners. I'm sure a lot of people are curious about that story. Yeah. So um, we came together and we became such fast friends and we knew almost instantly that we wanted to be in business together because as our friendship started to develop, we realized that we had a lot of similar strengths, but also a lot of complementary strengths. So some of the things that made us so similar was we both went to business school. We both were in corporate in sales and marketing. We were both, you know, self-starters with a, a crazy drive. And also we both dove into entrepreneurship. Um, And then on top of that, as our friendship developed, we realized that we were both on these personal development and spiritual psychology journeys. So we started to have these very deep conversations about the podcast we were listening to, the books we were reading, and the lessons we were implementing into our own lives that were making a big difference. So in one of our discussions, we um, chatted about affirmations, and we got on the topic of how using these affirmations really was making such a huge 
huge impact in our lives. And we actually do have this picture from, it was early in our friendship, it was 2016, November, we we're sitting in the basement of Anna's house. We had kids running around. There's a bottle of wine sitting there. And we were talking about how amazing it would be if our children, these beautiful, clean slate, perfect human beings that come into the world, if we could start to introduce them to some of the things we were learning in a really easy to understand, very digestible way, um, what would their lives be like when they're in their 30s? Would they be trying to unravel the way that we were doing at the time um, and, you know, fix themselves the way we were we were attempting to do? So um, that's kind of where it got started. We started looking online for affirmations and self-love tools that were available for families, for moms, for kids. And what we were looking for just simply did not exist. So we looked at each other and went, you know, if we're the right people to bring this to market, if this is a gap in the marketplace, and if we are craving this so desperately, there has to be other moms out there that want the same thing. So it was almost instantly from that point, we we're like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And we got to work and that's where Love Powered was born. That is amazing. And uh, Anna, if you want to interject with additional insight, please do. But what I think is so cool about what you guys do at Love Powered Co. is this idea that a lot of our adult lives, I feel like, are spent unlearning some of the harmful mindsets and beliefs that we unintentionally, you know, learned as children. And I think it's so interesting that you guys really focus in on, you know, how how do parents better help um bring up their children so they don't have to spend <laughs> so much of their adult years doing that. And it actually kind of reminds me of, I know this is silly, but this is what popped in my head when you were talking. You know, did you guys ever watch the movie, The Help? Do you mm -hmm. remember that movie? I remember what movie that was. I've never seen it. Okay. So, I mean, obviously totally different time period, right? And it's talking about, um, you know, the civil rights movement and, and everything surrounding that. But um, one of, one of the main characters in the movie, um, was a nanny for this, uh, young child. And every morning they, you know, would start out by saying, um, you is smart, you is beautiful, you are like talented. And it, I just remember that, um, that affirmation was so touching because at the end, you know, it, it all circles back, but it's this idea of what is it like to grow up, especially I think as a girl, you know, believing those things from a young age. And so I think that's really, really beautiful. And, truly life-changing work, what you guys are doing. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And you're right. And, and I'm raising two girls. Lindy has one girl and one boy. And actually I was at a conference this weekend and it was all women's conference, but the boy moms on stage, the speakers were saying, you know, my mission is to raise little men who empower women. And so, you know, there's this beautiful shift happening with the parents in our generation right now who have had to do so much work on our own, you know, like you said, unlearning past limiting beliefs and just behaviors and habits that we've been conditioned. And actually, Joe Dispenza says that by the age of 35, you know, we are who we're going to be. And he says, this is why, and, and I laugh because I am 35 and you know how they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, you can. If you do the work and you do the work consistently, we can rewire our brain. We can change the person that we are, but we have to do it consciously. And so exactly like you said, you know, our mission is for our kids to just have this foundation to grow up with these beliefs. And of course, life is going to throw 
events and circumstances and hardships because that's just life, but they're going to have tools to go back to. That's kind of our mission is, is to raise our kids to have, you know, in their back pocket as their foundation, these positive belief systems and, and um, ways to tap into um, getting back on track. That's so important for us. That's amazing. Do you find that most of your customers or community are parents going through this with their children in real time? Or do you find that it's a mix of families as well as individuals who may be single or may not have kids that are you know, just learning for the first time in their 30s or maybe even later how to rewire their brain? It's definitely a mix. I mean, we did launch with Love Powered Littles, which is specifically a product for kids age zero to 12. Um, so initially we attracted the moms of young children. And that's kind of, that's our current situation. And that's who um, we were targeting, but it just naturally merged into, you know, pretty much everyone. We haven't launched a product specifically for men. Um, there have been a few requests Um but yeah, it's it's really anyone and everyone looking to start their self-love journey, starting to launch their personal development journey. Um, people who are just looking to, to feel better, you know, really it is about the feeling and, and what is and how we can um, truly, and I don't want to say feel better again, but that's really what life is all about. If we can feel good, then everything else will kind of figure itself out. That's what we've really realized and we practice every day. And that's what self-love is all about, is about feeling good. Um, so yeah, we've, we've really merged into uh, women ages, I would say what, 25 to 50 is our, is our customer avatar. For sure. Young moms or single. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> Self-love is for everyone. Hold <laughs> <laughs> over. <laughs> So I'm curious then, you know, I was on your website reading a little bit and, you know, obviously right now in, in both business and just, you know, the, the trends at large are, um, are really catered towards, you know, self-development, self-love, this whole spiritual, um, discovery, but it was interesting because I read on your website, you know, it's, it's about using, uh, affirmations as a form of self-love, but without the woo. And I know that there's a lot of people that can actually relate to that because I think some people, if they, if they're not as spiritual or they're not really into woo, it can, that the woo world can be a little overwhelming. Um, there's so many things, right. And they, and they may not resonate or align with all of them. So I'm curious, tell us a little bit more about your unique approach. Like how do you, what does it look like to practice your affirmations without the woo, so to speak? So where that comes from is, you know, Anna and I, we have one foot in the woo and we have one foot in the mainstream. We love woo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but what we realized was, just as you were saying, it could be almost intimidating to the mainstream mom, who was our first customer avatar, to get into this world that is so empowering and so enlightening. Um, they might not really understand it. So our first thought when we were thinking about brand development and our marketing um, campaigns was how do we create something so beautiful and so simple and approachable that the mainstream mom would just want to get her hands on it? So that was our mission. We were like, we need to create something that would be almost the gateway into this world. And so that's where Without the Woo comes from is we don't want people to be scared off because, um, you know, it's had that connotation or affirmations have been a part of that world. Um, nothing against that world. We absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Anna has crystals in her bra right now. <laughs> 
I love it. You guys can't see we're on video, but you know, might have to have a little show and tell. Here's this crystal. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? And then the other thing too, is we do tie in science because there's so much science um, behind um, affirmations and the power of thought and the power of words and the power of gratitude. And so we like to tie that in as well, as we know, we have, you know, a following or a community who are more analytical and want that research and science behind it. And so there's a ton of it. You can ask Dr. Google and, you know, so many credible articles will come up. And um, if that's something that you're interested in, but there's so much science and research behind um, these topics. Absolutely. I think um, oftentimes there there was a quote that I heard once and and it's a little different because it was talking about religion and science, but it's this idea that religion and science are looking at the same facts, but from different perspectives or different through different lenses. And so I think it's, um, there's a lot of crossover, but I love that you guys make it approachable because for myself personally, like I come from a faith background. So, um, you know, I'm a Christian and a, a lot of, when I first discovered a lot of things in, in this other world, you know, um, it, it was intimidating for me, even from someone with a spiritual background. And so um, I think affirmations are a great gateway, so to speak, <laughs> for people to discover that. Uh, you mentioned earlier too, that you guys both actually have business backgrounds. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs I talk to are accidental entrepreneurs. They don't have any background in business, but it's cool that you guys actually did go to business school. Did you previously have your own businesses or did you work in the corporate world? What did that look like before you came in and founded Love Powered? Mm-hmm. Well, we both went to business school. We both did um, careers in corporate marketing and sales. And then we both actually entered entrepreneurship in the network marketing world. Um, and then Lindy and her husband also do real estate. So we wow. do have experience, but it's funny because when I think of my business school background and, and experience there, I mean, I think it was more the work ethic and the community that I'm so grateful for. But in terms of, you know, reading hundreds of case studies and (laughs) that put me to sleep. I mean, yes. I mean, you take information from everything that you put your hands on, but I feel like just diving into entrepreneurship and just doing it and going through the motions and, Solving problems is going to be your best business school and speaking to other entrepreneurs. It it really is. Everyone kind of agrees around this is, is it doesn't matter if you went to business school. It doesn't matter if you graduated high school. It really doesn't matter. You, if you have a great idea and you're passionate about it, you believe in it, you just have to go for it and do it. Amazing. I think that's excellent advice. And I I agree. I think life is really the best business school and you, you learn by doing, um, when, when you guys decided to found this company together, were you already, you know, kind of working for yourselves? Were you already self-employed or were you still in your nine to fives? And then you had to make the decision to quit, to go into this full time. So for me, I had already uh, left my corporate gig about a year prior because I was ready. You know, I I remember this moment. I was sitting in a big uh, summit and it was the founder of our company speaking about his big audacious dream and everyone was cheering for his big (laughs) audacious dream. And I was like, what about my big audacious dream? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I, I knew that I really wanted to be working for myself. So I did jump into the network marketing world. My husband and I um, have a real estate investment business. So I was doing both of these things. And um, Anna, when I had met Anna, she had 11 years under your belt. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. is that now? That's now. Oh, 
Six. I started in six years. Six, six, six years, years yeah. under your belt. In, yeah. And sh- yeah, you, I can let you yeah. speak for yourself. You go ahead. I don't like to talk about myself. <laughs> Anna had a, you know, a global, huge, thriving business when we came together. And I think what we were at this point in our lives where the next step mm-hmm. for us, we really wanted to create something of our own that was impactful and meaningful and that was actually going to create change in our own family lives. Mm-hmm. And then in effect, if it was doing great things in our own family world, then we would introduce it to the greater world and see what we could offer. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so cool. I, I, find your story really interesting because a lot of the people that I interview on this podcast, um, you know, some are service providers, a lot are personal brands, right? But you guys have done, um, I mean, you have your own personal brands, but you've also built this very strong brand on a, based around a product or a community. And I think that, that path is sometimes much harder because it's really not about you. It's about the people. It's about the community. And so when you start from ground zero, when you don't have any customers and you have a brand new product on the market that may or may not, you know, be proven, how do you, how did you build your community, get your first customers in through the door when you didn't have a presence? Yeah. A Kickstarter for us was amazing. I know you want to say something because you're smiling, Lindsay, but <laughs> you know, first thought that comes to me was Kickstarter was amazing because it did give us a lot of proof that especially people within our warm market and within our existing community wanted this product. So that was kind of our initial, um, what do you call it? Like, um, belief validation, yeah, I validation. Would say. exactly that. Okay. We have something mm-hmm. go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm now I'm thinking Kickstarter. Kickstarter yeah. was amazing, but yeah. I, I'm just remembering those days mm-hmm. and the passion we had mm-hmm. and the goals and the vision, you know, we came out with a prototype and a video and a photo shoot and we were like, hello world. Where's Oprah? <laughs> like we, <Yeah. laughs> Indigo, where's your PR? <laughs> yeah. We're ready for you. We're ready for you. We, and I think that's also very important is you need to surround yourself with the people who believe in you and are encouraging you. Mm-hmm. If you have a great idea, there are always going to be people that say no, but you can get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. If you surround yourself with people who are going to lift you up and encourage and support you, then the energy is there. And there was no, there was no way it was going to fail. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't remember thinking that way. And having said that, it's not like we haven't had hiccups. I mean, who would have predicted coronavirus would close down China (laughs) for a month, you know, and, and make us almost out of stock. I mean, these are things you cannot predict, but when you have that belief and, you know, really it's unshakable belief, like no one can, can say otherwise, um, the world is your oyster and anything and everything is possible. And, and that was kind of, that was our mindset from day one. Kickstarter gave us that validation. And it was, it was incredible because we launched Kickstarter and that was end of August, 2017. We didn't start shipping that product until the beginning of January of 2018. And, you know, we had no returns. People were excited. We started pre-sales. So we had thousands of dollars of pre-sales still without a physical product that was being shipped out to people. And so what we know now is that the, the timing of this, and we listen to how I built this all the time. And, and Guy Raz asks, you know, is it luck or is it, you know, who you are and timing? I mean, yes, we're self-motivated. We're 
um, self-starters. We're driven. We have this passion. But at the same time, timing of Love Powered coming into the world and the timing for mindfulness and this rise in consciousness that we're truly feeling around the world. I mean, all of this coming together has just been the perfect storm. Yes. (laughs) No, absolutely. I think it's a mix of timing, but also your willingness to jump when you're not sure of the timing, right? Because it's, it's always in retrospect that you see, oh, it worked out this way because... Um, you know, one of my favorite things that people, uh, I can't remember who was the original. It's probably, I think it was Steve Jobs, but I could be wrong. <laughs> he, you know, he says you, you can never connect the dots looking forward, only backwards. We have so many amazing reviews rolling in lately. And I just want to share the love and read to you one of the reviews that we got from a listener recently. Her name is Rachel. And she said, I turned these on while in the shower or doing my makeup. I learned quality tips and no BS without wasting time. I love it. One of my favorite things is getting to hear how you guys fit our podcast episodes into your day-to-day lives. I know you guys are so busy. So it always makes my day when I know that we were able to provide you value in a short period of time. So If you are enjoying this episode with Anna and Lindy, make sure to leave a review for us this week on the podcast. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. And, you know, don't be afraid to go out and DM the guests too. I know that they love hearing from our community and knowing that their time spent on the podcast brought some joy or some value into your life. So thank you guys so much for being awesome listeners. And let's get back to the episode. And so I think... um, it's really interesting too that you bring up, you know, coronavirus and like what's happening in the world and and how that can really impact your business. What what happens when you run into a big block like that where it's literally affecting the production side of your business? How do you deal with that? How do you problem solve in that situation? So our our motto is everything is figure outable, and the second one is now we fix because this is a part of entrepreneurship. It's a part of life. But Mm -hmm. when you put your all into something and you have, and you're juggling a million balls, Mm -hmm. there are going to be problems. There's going to be hiccups every single day. There's a problem and Mm -hmm. we just need to fix it. We need to pivot. We need to conquer and divide. And um, if I'm thinking about it, yes, coronavirus is right now, but think about all of the things (laughs) in the past. We are last year was mudslides. Like there was a mudslide (laughs) when, you know, we had a shipment come and it was on the train and they're like, Oh, sorry, delayed two weeks because there was a mudslide and the tra- it was, yeah. you know, things happen, things happen. And, um, I think that's also the core of our business is all about, um, awareness and really working on ourselves. So we need to practice what we preach in and out of our business. Mm-hmm. So also there's that. So we are yeah. always reminding each other yeah. to, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, take it easy, take a deep breath and, um, everything is figure outable. Yeah. I love that. Have you read the book by Marie Forleo of the same name? You know, what's funny is we've been saying this for so long and then she came out with the book and we're like, what? <laughs> Dang it. She beat you to it. <laughs> it's okay. You can say, you, you can have your, the, the book be, now we fix it. It can be yeah. like the, the sequel to it, right? <laughs> Good autobiography. Now we fix. Now we fix. Yeah. Just talk about all the, all the yeah. crap that's come your way and how you went, how you went through yeah. it, right? You DM'd it right now on the show. <laughs> yes. Fix. Yes. No one steal that idea. Yeah. <laughs> File it quick before this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So you, you had a successful start on Kickstarter, which is amazing. Um, and then you, you had your pre-sales and from that point in, what was that now? Like 
early 2018 by that point, right? Um, from 2018 through now, what have been the biggest movers in growing your business um, in terms of continuing to acquire new customers? What channels have you used? What strategies? I think, uh, you know, I, I always like to know because I'm a marketer, right? Like what, what do people do to get in front of their ideal customers? Yeah. I mean, the first, well, two come to mind, but the big one has been working with influencers. And we've always said, you know, if we're going to align with influencers and celebs who really are on the same vibe as us, they believe in in similar things as we do, it's going to be organic. It's going to be natural. And so we haven't paid any influencers and, you know, we love and respect them when we understand it's their business, but at the same time, it's, we, we still are a startup. And so we've gifted so many influencers and celebs who just really see the value in this product and this practice. So that's really moved the dial for us in terms of brand awareness. Um, mm-hmm. The Birds Papaya has been incredible. I mean, being on her podcast what really was a game changer for our company. Um, the other thing that comes to mind, but it's more recent, is our POs from Indigo. So when we first launched, we knew that the look and feel of the, of the brand was just a perfect fit with Indigo. Um, But it took a good two and a half years to manifest into reality, but we're really working and nurturing on this relationship and has been incredible for, again, brand awareness and and sales, obviously. And I I have to take you back a bit. Mm -hmm. We really did, Anna actually figured out Facebook and Instagram ads and Mm -hmm. the digital side of things. Oh, yeah. That's been I mean, our biggest. That's been our biggest yeah. for sure is really understanding, you know, how to make these ads work and when something's not working, how to turn it off and start new and, and what works and what doesn't work. I would say that's our biggest. Yeah, that is our biggest sales channel for sure. And I mean, Facebook is changing all the time. <laughs> and, you know, you have these winner ads and all of a sudden they stop working and you're like, what the? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like how many times that's happened where you have this hero and it's like bringing in sales every day and then it just stops working. Oh my gosh. It is the worst feeling, right? When you're like, oh, I have a cash, cash cow. You're like, I put in a dollar, it spits out $4. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, cost per click drove off a cliff. (laughs) Now I'm broke. Now I have no money. (laughs) Yeah. My husband the other day and it's like, once they see it perform, like they give you a little taste. And once mm. you've tasted it, they turn it off and you've got to figure it out again. But <laughs> I know right? yeah, that all- is so frustrating. <laughs> That's okay. That is really interesting though. Um, your work with influencers. It's, it's funny. You mentioned the birds papaya. I actually interviewed Sarah on my podcast, a couple, a couple episodes prior. So she was amazing. Just a truly great human. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, I've worked on the brand side of influencer marketing for many different clients. And a lot of influencers do expect to get paid in, especially the larger ones um, with, you know, a platform like Sarah's, they, they expect thousands of dollars. And so it's really amazing. I think that you've been able to cultivate such organic relationships where these people truly, truly hop on board with the mission. And it's not about, you know, the commission cut or whatever it may be. And, and it's about the message. And so, I think that's really awesome for um, for other brands that are interested in using influencer marketing to get their products out there. What are some of your tips for them in terms of how you've been able to, you know, reach out and actually make these relationships and and hear back from people without, you know, just offering up the cash right up front? 
I mean, it really comes down to building relationships and being interested in them and their work and their message and, you know, showing up for their posts and resharing their work and doing it authentically because everyone knows, everyone knows when there's an ask after you give something. And so really just cultivating those relationships, showing up and then asking. Um, We do a lot of gifting. And even when we gift products, we don't necessarily expect anything in return. And, And I feel like that's where you know, they open it, they receive the package, they they feel the vibe of it. I mean, I get my Reiki master friend to Reiki these all the time. Like this is the woo that comes out. And so we <laughs> like the vibe is there <laughs> and it feels good. And you know what? And sometimes they don't share and it's okay. Like we really don't have an expectation unless we are putting together, um, which we've really only done a couple of times, like an influencer campaign where there is a specific ask, but those tend to be more micro influencers. But when we're gifting celebs or, you know, those million, million follower um, influencers, then it, it really is just a trust process for us as well. Um, yeah. And it's worked out really well. I love that. I love how you give without expectation. It reminds me of, you know, my business coach always said, like, if you give without expectation and you just have gratitude that you're able to give, then the, what you give, get back is so much greater than even maybe what you planned for. So that's really cool. I I am curious, what, uh, what is your dream collaboration either with another brand or who would be your dream, like celebrity to, you know, talk about you guys? Oh God, of course, Oprah. I was just going to say, was, is Oprah? (laughs) No. Well, first is I, I thought mean, you were going to say, oh, like, oh, yeah. oh gosh, Oprah. And I can tell you this, like, <laughs> I take inspired action. So when I have an intuitive nudge, I just go for it. Like I don't hesitate. I, if it's an, you know, an intuitive nudge, I go for it. And I can tell you, we are getting so close to Oprah and it's just aligning with it. And again, no expectation, right? Like, it's not like we're suffocating Oprah. It's like, Oprah, we feel your vibe. We connect with you. And the timing is going to be perfect whenever something like that does does come together. But who are you going to say? I thought you were going to say Sarah Blakely. Well, I love and respect or, her as an entrepreneur. One million Gaga. Percent. I thought you were going to say Gaga. Oh, too. I know. I love them all. But Oprah <laughs> is Oprah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to be Oprah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love though that you called your shot. I think that's so important to just put it out there and say, we're so close. Oprah, if you're listening to this someday, they called it here. <laughs> that would be huge for all of us, right? You're right, yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you this, that the editor of Oprah's Favorite Things has the product. So perfect. Her hands and the rest is all up to the universe. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think that's huge. I I went to a PR conference like two years ago, I think. And one of, um, I can't remember who she was on Oprah's team, but she was there talking about Oprah's favorite things and, you know, what, what their criteria are for selection and whatnot. So I think you guys have a good chance. I'm excited. (laughs) I hope to open up the magazine or, you know, and see, and see your product there. Um, no, that's, that's seriously amazing. And I, I agree with you hundred percent that relationships, you know, it's interesting, um, especially with, in business. I think sometimes I've developed really great relationships or friendships with people where when we first met where we were at in our journeys, there wasn't even anything that we can necessarily give each other other than our mutual love and support, right? But as things progressed, um, 
you know, our, our lives took a different route and we were actually able to come back together later on and work on a project or be able to support each other in a more tangible way. And so I think you just never know like who, who the people are that you meet and, and what role they will play in your life. So just, just give without expectation. That's amazing. Exactly. And you know what, and there's been this huge shift in, in female entrepreneurship with, collaboration versus competition and and you really feel it and someone is, was asking us the other day they're like well are you collaborating um only with certain individuals like if they're in different let's say spaces and we're like absolutely not you know if someone is doing affirmations and they're doing self-love and they have a similar um, message that's even more powerful to align with these individuals because the goal really the big goal is to reach more people and to make this practice of affirmations a common practice in homes around the world so no it's not being choosy and picky with who you collaborate with it's just really truly being open and you you feel it you really do feel it especially on instagram the collaboration versus competition within you know within the sisterhood Absolutely. I I love the idea of community over competition. And it's something that's really big inside, you know, my membership, Cubicle the CEO. I see it all the time. We have a lot of service entrepreneurs who are in the same industry, like, you know, they're photographers or they're real estate agents or whatever their niche is. And it's really cool to be able to see, you know, like a fitness coach hop on and say, Hey, I just like got 30 new leads this way. And you know, this is how I did it. Go into this group and get your leads. And it's like, so cool that they're willing to share that instead of holding it close to the chest and saying, no, these are all for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's really, really powerful. And Lindy, I know that you mentioned Sarah Blakely. (laughs) So I have to ask, are you guys like, have you guys thought about going on or submitting yourselves for Shark Tank? Oh, we would love to with Shark Tank. I just uh, messaged them last week or over the, or over the holidays and they said yeah. to be an American company they oh. have to be registered in the state. So Dragon's Den is a possibility, but mm-hmm. we actually decided not to audition this year. Interesting. And are you able to share the, the thought process behind that or is that a secret? There's no secret. It's mm-hmm. really, we, it's a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And at this point we are tapped out, to be honest, mm-hmm. we have, we've set ourselves up. We, when we were planning out our 2020 goals, yeah. we were like, we want to do these speaking engagements. We want to do, you know, the things that we wanted to do, we're basically, they've all come together in the first month and yeah. a half <laughs> of the year. So, um, it's more that than anything else I yeah. would say. So yeah. It's, and to elaborate our, our main focus is our product development. So lo- launching new SKUs um, speaking engagements, because that gets us really in front of large audiences where we can talk about this important topic. Um, and then the third thing, what is our third thing? But those are the two big ones. And oh, and nurturing our retail partnerships. So Indigo and exploring Barnes and Noble and, um, and other ones. So, I mean, those are big, big projects for this year. Yeah. I mean, you guys have your plate full. That is so cool. I hope to see you in Barnes and Noble. I love Barnes and Noble and I could, I'm such a nerd. I could spend all day in a bookstore. Like my perfect Saturday is like, I go there at 9am, I get a coffee and I'm just there in a chair for like eight hours. So that would be amazing. Um, I got to help one of my clients, uh, write her introduction to her book, uh, like a year and a half ago. And she was so sweet. She gave me an an acknowledgement in, in her back section. So I remember the first time I ever walked in Barnes and Noble and saw her book there. And then I was like flipping to the back. I was like, my name is in Barnes 
and Noble. <laughs> That's so cool. Doesn't that just feel amazing? Like it does. Those moments that make everything like worth it. <laughs> it totally does. Yeah, no, that's so cool. I, I know I'm going to see it there someday. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, okay. Your vision for 2020, more speaking engagements, more impact, um, more public outreach. Uh, is there is there anything... Um, in particular that like any community in particular that you feel like really needs the message that you guys are sharing with Love Powered Co that um, maybe is not is not being reached right now by this movement or this space? I think that when we come down to it, when we have a laser sharp focus, mm-hmm. we have only scratched the sur- mm-hmm. surface with our target market in particular. So when we started to think, you know, we have a million ideas and we have a million product ideas and we mm-hmm. have a million ways that we could reach a broader audience. But when we look at it, we need to be focused because mm-hmm. our own target market, which we know once they see it, they love it, they buy it we've only scratched the surface. Mm -hmm. So really it's tuning in and having a laser sharp focus to expand our reach within that target market. Yeah. And I was going to add too, and being really, really good and feel good with saying no. I mean, now that we are in a space of growth, a lot of opportunities are coming our way. And so it's just saying is, does this fit into those three main goals for 2020 that we've, um, set out to achieve. And if it doesn't, then it is okay to say, no, thank you so much for the invite, but we'll have to pass this time. Um, because it's so easy to say yes, you know, and we do have a lot of gratitude for it all coming our way, but we just need to be so focused. I think that's such an important message. I am working this year. So I didn't pick a word of the year. I know like a lot of people like to do that. And if you did pick a word of the year, I'm curious to know what yours are, but I I didn't pick one specifically, but intention is a really big theme of my business this year too. Um, in 2019, for example, like travel was like, I was like, yes to any travel, like any conference, any speaking engagement, anything. I was like, yes, I'm there. Um, and it was so much fun, but it is exhausting when every single month you're on a plane or multiple times a month you're on a plane. Um, and this year I have found myself being a lot more intentional with like, okay, I want to go to this thing, but what is the direct, like the direct outcome of me going to this? Is it going to impact a specific goal that I'm working on in 2020 or is it more future focused? Because if it's beyond this year, I don't need to do it now. Um, and so I think that's really interesting. And even as I was asking you the question of like what other markets you wanted to get into, I was like, wait, I feel like your product is so perfect for the two that popped in my head were, you know, in college, I was in a sorority and I know that a lot of, you know, college women and sororities in particular can be a breeding ground for a lot of insecurity and competition, even, even though it's about sisterhood, like it's just the culture. And so I think that, um, that would be really impactful to reach them there. And because those are already built in communities, if you're able to get in front of one, the the word of mouth spreads for you so organically. Um, So that's an interesting one. And then the other one that I was thinking of is uh, like people in corporate jobs. I think that um, personal development is so like put on the back burner in corporate America, which I find really interesting, even within team development. Like it's very, very few times. Is it about how do you, how do you, um, grow yourself? It's like, Oh, like how do we communicate better as, as team members? But it's like, 
none of that matters if you are not even self-aware of your own shortcomings or why you think the way that you do. And so I think being able to, you know, build a program or give a foundation to those people would be so huge. So I hope you do that. You probably already thinking of it. (laughs) Well, those are great ideas. The sororities. I mean, we have not discussed that once. So that is cool actually. (laughs) Oh, great. Okay. I'm so glad. (laughs) See collaboration, new ideas come up right from different perspectives. That's awesome. Okay. I have two more quick questions for you guys. And the first one is, you know, you guys are, are obviously um, you know, amazing friends. And I know there's a lot of people out there who have these friendships that, um, you know, they have these partnership ideas, but it can be hard to work with friends, um, especially from a business partner perspective. So what have been some of your uh, challenges that you've come across owning a business with your friend? And how would you, like, what advice would you give to other people who are thinking of maybe starting a business or a brand with someone else? So for us, I mean, of course, we've run into challenges, but from the onset, we were, we always had a long-term goal with this. It was mm-hmm. never, there's no out, there's no, you know, we have a disagreement and we're going our separate ways. So we always knew that no matter what challenge was to come, we would overcome it. And we, um, we also sat down and said, okay, we're family. Like, this is like a sisterhood. This is a partnership the way that you would have with a husband or a wife. And if you have a disagreement with your husband for us in our situations, there's no, um, walking away. It's more so you, you need to, figure out what tools work in that relationship so that you can move forward in, you know, an efficient way. And the beauty of our business is that we can really, it comes to the surface. If we have a moment, we have to communicate with each other and say, listen, like we need to practice what we preach. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there is, there's always going to be an obstacle, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are in work. And so people have actually asked us in the past, like, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and would you ever go back to corporate, no matter where you are in life, if you're going to be working hard towards a goal, there are going to be issues and problems. And as long as you can expect it, then you are better able to handle the problems as they come. Mm-hmm. And that it holds true in our relationship mm-hmm. as well. The other thing too, I would add is we're very um, complementary in terms of our skills. So, and also what we work on. So Lindy has her passions and she executes those. And, you know, what I work on is totally different than what she works on. And I think it's, um, it's nice how we've come together and just naturally fell into these roles that we're both so passionate about. Um, so it works really nice. That's really interesting. I love the perspective that you have that to anticipate the problems and realize that nothing is problem free, but also this idea that, you know, it is like, I've heard that from people before, like the two sisters that are interviewed, they were like, it's like a marriage. It's every bit as intimate in many ways as a marriage where, um, yeah, you, it's kind of like a lifelong commitment and it's, you can't walk away from it. And so I, um, I love that, uh, you approach your relationship in that way. Um, my last question to you both is I like to ask everybody, how do you, you know, define being a CEO? What does being a CEO mean to you? Me? Go ahead. Lindy, go first. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it's just having uh, the control to run your business the way that you see fit and to um, basically hold the accountability for whatever you decide to do, knowing that 
you made that decision and you need to take accountability for whatever the results may be. And so having the power to decide, you know, in five years, this is the goal for the company. And these are the things that we need to do to make it happen. We are in control. And, um, you know, if you're not running your own business, if you're not the CEO, there's always going to be other people who can tell you, no, you need to ship that and you need to go this way or in this direction. And being a CEO gives you the freedom to do it your way. I love that freedom. Yeah. Yeah, Anna, what about you? Yeah. So exactly what Lindy said. And then I would also add, um, you know, really leading with authenticity and with heart and not making it about ego, right? So at the end of the day, this company, like you said, <laughs> at the very beginning is not about us. You know, the, the mission and the purpose is so much bigger than ourselves that when we truly align with in ourselves in connection with this mission, then anything and everything is possible. And the message that is being spread around the world is so transformative that, um, it really puts us in a position of yes, having the control to run a business, but also at the same time from a really heart led perspective. And when we know that the ego comes in or we're out of alignment, then as CEOs, we need to take the steps to unwind and get back into alignment. I love that heart over ego. Can that be a shirt? Can you guys make that shirt or a cap or something? Everything that we've talked about. Great idea. Yeah, right. I would buy it. I'm just saying, I'll be your first customer. You can pre sale to me. It's a validation. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, thank you both so much for your time today. This has been such just a fun conversation. I love your mission and I know it's going to change even more lives this year and beyond. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Hey, hey, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And again, if you want to experience the Love Powered Co. magic, make sure you go over to their website. It's linked below in the show notes, or you can just type in lovepoweredco.com into your browser and check out all the beautiful box sets that they have. What's so cool about their products is that you can just fit it into the nooks and crannies of your life. I like to read one each morning and I'm actually sharing them on my Instagram stories. So each day, you just pick a card. There's a unique power or superpower that is the focus of that affirmation or that intention. And you just read it out loud, meditate on it, think on it. And it's a really great way to start your day off on a positive note. So if you're interested, go to lovepoweredco.com and be sure to enter Ellen15 at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This is not a sponsored plug. I don't get any kickback for this. Um, Lindy and Anna are just such generous people and they wanted to be able to provide an extra gift to you listeners. So go check them out, say thank you, and I'll chat with you guys in the next episode. Thank you again for tuning in to the Cubicle to CEO podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support this podcast in one of three ways. One, post a screenshot of this episode to your IG story and tag me at Miss Ellen Yin so I can repost you. Two, share this podcast with a friend. And three, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and reach more listeners. Please make sure to also subscribe so you don't miss out on new weekly episodes coming to you every Monday. And friends, until next time, keep dreaming big. Thank you.